Radio 14 KMHL, as we are now being joined by a couple of guests here in studio. A regular guest, Bill Molso, Vice President for Government Relations, Communications, and Marketing. And joining us as well this time around, Natasha Bowe, SMSU Director of Financial Aid. Good morning. Good morning, Josh. Good morning. Can you hear me all right? We can. All right, very good. Uh, once again, we are talking with Natasha Bowe, Financial Aid Director here at SMSU. Uh, first of all, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and what brought you to SMSU? Sure. Um, so I am actually an alum of Southwest um, just a few years ago. So I did my undergraduate degree with SMSU, um, uh, completed a double major in management and finance. Uh, then I went on to pursue my master's degree in Mankato um, with a counseling and student personnel, college student affairs emphasis. Um, and I always knew uh, when I was a student here, I was a work-study student, student employee, that I wanted to come back to SMSU. Um, because I enjoyed the campus, I enjoyed the people I met, I worked with. Um, so that's when this opportunity came open. Um, that's what made me apply, and I'm glad to be back um, serving SMSU for just over a year in this role. All right, very good. And uh, why did you uh, decide to pursue a career in financial aid? Because, let's be honest, financial aid, it doesn't sound like fun. I know when I had to fill out FAFSA, that was not fun. But we do appreciate what you do, that's for sure. Well, thanks, Josh. <laughs> Um, yes, I can honestly say, had you asked me 10, 12 years ago, I wouldn't have been like, yep, I'm going to be a financial aid director. Um, that really came when I was working on my master's program. I did an assistantship in Mankato in the financial aid office there, and it really got me interested um, in how the FASA works and the, the different caveats with it and understanding it. Um, and having the finance major, it, it did tie similarly together. So um, really my graduate assistantship, assistantship, excuse me, started me in the, the crowd or the route down to financial aid. So once again, thank you for what you do. Because <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> hey Josh, we've thrown out an acronym now because we're in higher ed, so we got to talk with acronyms. Yeah. FAFSA, we better back up and tell people what's a FAFSA. <laughs> Please tell me because I know I, I actually do know because I got the email, but that is like the first time I found out what FAFSA actually means. What does FAFSA mean? Yeah, what does FAFSA mean? FAFSA mean? Um, it's a free application for federal student aid. Um, and Bill is right. We do talk in a world of acronyms. So if you hear us talking about something and you're like, I have no idea what you're talking about. Can you explain that further? We understand. We get that. It's just our normal language that we communicate in. So, <laughs> so basically, it's it's a bunch of stuff you have to fill out to see yep. know, if you get yep. financial so you'll, aid. Um, fill out the application. You'll provide income information, untaxed income, um, assets, um, investments, those types of questions you'll be required to answer on this application. And all of that information will be compiled together for Department of Education for them to determine what you would qualify for in um, federal aid programs. So it is a pretty long application you got to fill it not super long it's you it, can you can handle it but uh what are the first things that uh students and their families should do as they start uh that college search proce uh, process and then of course uh towards financial aid yeah great question so um college starting the college process is is overwhelming and it's nerve-wracking for families and students and and we understand that so as far as um, what students and families should first do is 
every October 1st, the FAST application opens for families. Um, so if your student is going to be enrolling in higher education fall of 23, they can go ahead and start filling out that application now. Um, it opened October 1st of 2022, and you're going to use 2021 income information on there. So that's really the first step in the financial aid world to get things going. Um, prior to that, you certainly can look at uh, financial aid estimators. They have those available on studentaid.gov. Um, you kind of get you an idea of what will my student qualify for? Um, what types of programs are out there? Where, where should I go for, to look for scholarships? Those are all things that you can start looking at now, um, as well as researching the different colleges that you may be interested in attending, just doing a campus visit or um, visiting multiple campuses to see which is a better fit for you. And you mentioned that estimator. Maybe you fill out that and, and you see, well, I won't be getting that much or I won't be getting anything. You still should fill it out, right? Correct. Yep. We still want you to go ahead and fill out the FAST application because there may be um, opportunities for on-campus or um, institutional funds to be awarded to you, and they may look at, does the student have a FAST application on file or not? So very important to, to fill it out, even if you don't think that you'll qualify for anything. And there really is some form of financial assistance for everyone. Uh, will you tell us about some of the main forms of aid and how they differ? Yeah. So, yes, every student will qualify for financial aid. And it's going to depend on um, that FAST application, what types of aid you qualify for. So a big pool of money is the grant programs. Um, and there's federal grants and there's state grants. It, it's a wide range of what you would qualify for. Um, there is also work-study programs that are um, available for students, so that would allow your student to work on campus um, in a variety of departments doing a variety of tasks um, and allow them to earn them a two-week paycheck um, that they can use to pay towards their outstanding balance. Um, another big one is scholarships, um, so that those are a very easy source of money to get. Um, you just need to put in the work to maybe write a one-page essay. But like I tell families is, or, and students, if you spend an hour writing a one-page essay and you're awarded a $1,000 scholarship, I'd say that uh, one hour that you spent is well worth the investment for it. So, um, And then, of course, the other big pool of funds that we look at is the student loan programs. And that's both federal and alternative loans, depending on how much funding you need. There is limits on the federal loans, so some families may need to get other sources to help them. But again, um, if you're doing your research ahead of time, if you're looking at those scholarships, that's going to save you, save you a lot of money in that loan, loan category. No doubt. And uh, as you mentioned, financial aid, it can be kind of an intimidating process. <laughs> But, yes. you know, you kind of make that a little bit easier for folks. Um, what are some of the common myths or misconceptions that people often have about financial aid and that whole process? Yeah. So we kind of touched on one um, earlier about, I don't think I'm going to qualify. My parents make too much money. Still very important to complete that, um, to see see what your eligibility is. Now, by all means, if you're offered a program, if you are offered the student loan programs and you're like, no, I don't want to take those, that's completely fine. You're not required to take those. Um, it's just an opportunity for you uh, to have that type of funding. Um, another myth we hear or misconception we hear is um, I support myself, so why do I have to include parent information? 
Unfortunately, the Department of Education has some pretty firm criteria where if you answer no to all the dependency questions on the FAFSA, then you're going to be required to include parent information. Now, by all means, if there are circumstances um, that you are experiencing, whether it be homelessness or um, you've been kicked out of your home, certainly those are all scenarios where we would encourage you to reach out and explain what, what's happening, and we will work with the student to see what we can do for them. So that is a big one that we hear. Um, another one we hear is, well, I've already done the FAFSA applications, so I don't need to do it again, right? No, you have to apply for FAFSA every year. Um, it opens every October 1st. So, I think one of the things that's changed over the years, too, is that the the system now keeps that information from year to year, and it'll pull in your tax information, so it right. makes it a lot easier in subsequent years once you've yes. initially established your account. Yes, yep, and Bill brings up a good point. The IRS data retrieval tool is a, is a great feature for families to use because there is a lot of hesitancy with reporting tax information and not reporting it accurately. Um, the IRS data retrieval tool takes that out of there and it will automatically transfer your information. So yes, that's another another good point. All right. And uh, you talk about uh, scholarships as well. Scholarships are something that most everyone understands. And at SMSU, you uh, pride yourselves on having those uh, robust scholarship programs. Um, I know I even went there for a little bit and I even got... Uh, a scholarship offer, so that was sweet until I decided to pursue the shorter uh, Brown College route in radio. So, yeah. Um, but uh, overall, yeah, it was a pretty good experience. I will say the FAFSA experience itself, it wasn't fun, but but a very necessary thing to do, right? Right? It is, yes. Yeah. Uh, Bill? Tell you a little bit about the scholarships. Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, the great thing about our scholarship program is that it, we've we've really got it simplified in that uh, when you go through the admission process, uh, all of those scholarships are there for you. There's need-based scholarships. There's the academic scholarships that will, will guide you through if you're in a specific program. And then there's some of the other um, scholarships that are based on your academic performance and leadership qualities. So uh, our admission staff does a great job of providing students with those resources uh, as they're going through the application process. So uh, I would encourage students to apply for the uh, the scholarships, not only through the institution like SMSU that they're uh, hoping to attend, but within your, your high school too. Mm -hmm. uh, your high school will have a lot of resources that are out there. Um, local scholarships may be different in regional employers that offer scholarships. So uh, it's something that students should, should look into, as, as Natasha said, spend an hour of your time to get a thousand dollar reward, uh, it's probably money time well spent. No doubt, and uh, I I'll be honest, I didn't really know much about my uh, school counselor until my senior year, and then mm -hmm. my scou uh, school counselor basically became my best friend because he helped me navigate all the different possible scholarships, all the different schools. So, uh, high school students reach out to those uh, counselors, right? Great yes. resources to use. <laughs> Um, and SMSU certainly is a great starting point for learning about uh, financial aid options. What other resources are out there for students to pursue? That's a great question because, um, as we know, in a world of um, scams, we have to be careful as to who we trust and where we go. 
um, to find our information. So two reliable resources are um, studentaid.gov, which is through the federal um, student aid program. This will give you a lot of information on the different federal programs that are out there for students, eligibility requirements, um, how you complete the FAFSA form. Um, all of those are, are great resources for families to start with. The other one um, that I'll mention is the Minnesota Office of Higher Education, and that one's specific to the state of Minnesota program. So like the Minnesota grant, um, there's a fostering independence grant, there's there's a variety of grant programs that are out there for students um, to, to read about to see if they qualify for. If they have specific questions, certainly we're more than happy to answer those questions for those students. Otherwise, they can connect with the, the Office of Higher Education. So, And a uh, big topic of discussion pretty much everywhere is the uh, whole who's going to pay for, you know, student aid and all this other stuff for giving loans and, and whatnot. Well, a big part of that is financial literacy for these students, making sure they know exactly mm-hmm. what they're kind of getting themselves into and what they're navigating through, right? Yep. So when we talk about financial literacy and making sure students are prepared for college, what are we hoping to see students equipped with to be successful? That's a very hot topic. Yeah, right? <laughs> um, so it's a it's an interesting question to answer because every student is going to start on a different level with their financial literacy and their understanding. But when I meet with students and families, what I'm looking at is making sure they really understand how the student debt works and how those loan terms work. Because um, some families, that's all they'll have is the student loan programs. But if they're using those programs wisely and only borrowing what they need, that's going to help them in the long run, or the student, I should say, um, in the long run to being able to make that repayment be successful for them. So, so understanding that. Um, the other thing that I would say is making sure their students and families are doing their research. So every student is going to have a different cost that they're going to incur with higher education, depending on the choices the student makes. So if you want to live, you know, in the Taj Mahal of the the residence halls, there will likely be a higher price tag with that. So being conscientious of the decisions you're making is huge in in having that understanding of what you're going to experience with the bill. No doubt, Bill. Yeah, and I think the other thing that's out there right now is, you know, we've had the um, president's um, order that they're going to do some loan forgiveness. Mm-hmm. We, we've started to see some of that go into motion, but now it's kind of on hold. And so there's a whole other education piece with that. We don't know or we don't think that that's going to be there forever. So uh, it's something, that, again, you need to educate yourself. And uh, yep. Natasha and I were just talking beforehand, what are you learning? And uh, what do we know at this point? Right. So it's kind of, um, as of la- late last week, There's um, it's been a put on hold um, in the sense there's some um, concerns about it, and, and rightly so. Is But from our understanding or from my understanding right now is the application is still live for students to be able to fill out, or borrowers, excuse me, to be able to fill out. Um, And once a decision's been made, then certainly the next steps will move forward. It's just we're kind of all in a a waiting game and a holding period until we have more direction. So makes it hard to be able to answer questions from borrowers. (laughs) Just in a holding period. That's politics, baby. (laughs) Yeah, we we don't want to dive any deeper into that subject. (laughs) All right. Oh, shoot. Well, uh, so what are some uh, resources that uh, students can access to prepare themselves uh, to be financially prepared? 
Yeah. Um, so if you have, if you're a senior in high school right now and there is a course um, that your high school offers to you, I highly recommend you to take that um, just to get you thinking about different things. Um, you know, there is a tool called the net price calculator that also helps you understand the different costs, um, different options that are out there for aid programs. And having, you know, your high school counselors you had mentioned being a, a great resource, they're also a great resource to help you be able to understand finances and what is this going to cost me. Um, definitely asking those questions ahead of time is is key to, to knowing. Very good. Dasher, are there any financial uh, aid workshops that are still going on, or most of those have been completed now this fall? Yeah, um, so I've done a couple um, where I'll go out to the high schools and do those um, FAFSA presentation, or financial aid nights, I should say. There are two or three left, I want to say, but we do, I have recorded a presentation that I have sent out to a few of the high schools also, so those families have been given that information um, to watch and view as many times as they want to. Um, and just resources, kind of like we had talked before, of where they can go for more information if they need it. Very good. Josh Goldblish being joined by Bill Molsel, uh, Molso, VP for Government Relations, Communications, and Marketing. I haven't had a chance to get a drink of my coffee yet. It's just taunting me behind me. So You better grab some. Quick. I will. I you will. want me to once, tell you a little bit about what's coming up at once, SMSU this week? Yeah, uh, That would be great. Perfect. I'm going to drink my coffee. All be right. back. Well... It's a busy week, and that's a fun time of year. Uh, our theater program got going last weekend with their two performances. Uh, they've got two more coming up this weekend. Uh, the Taming and The Taming of the Shrew. The Taming will be running uh, October 28th and 29th at 7.30, and then they flip the set and are doing The Taming of the Shrew on the 29th and 30th at 2 o'clock. And of course, those are performances in the Fine Arts Theater. Uh, athletics uh, coming up, uh, eSports competition Wednesday and Friday. If you haven't checked that out or watched that, uh, you can watch that live video online at smsumustangs.com, and that's been uh, kind of fun to watch and see the different uh, different competitions that they've been a part of. Uh, Thursday, we've got soccer here at home versus uh, University of Sioux Falls at 6 p.m., and then swimming and diving is at home versus Minnesota State on Thursday at 6 o'clock as well. Uh, Friday, wheelchair Basketball kind of opens their home tournament uh, at 3.30, and that tournament will continue in into Saturday. And then also Friday night, volleyball is the red out game versus Concordia St. Paul at 6 o'clock. And then Saturday, another busy day on the athletic front. Uh, wrestling will be hosting their brown and gold duel. That starts at 10 a.m. in the PE gym. Football will be hosting Bemidji State at 1 o'clock. And then volleyball will... Wrap up the afternoon with a 4 o'clock game versus Minnesota State, and that will be our parents' night. So chance to thank all our parents part of the program. Uh, a couple other things. Our planetarium uh, will be hosting a Spooky Space Star Show. On Say Friday. that one more time. Spooky Space Star Show. Okay. Very good. Friday the 28th and Monday, October 31st at 7 o'clock. So tickets are $5 at the door. Uh, Ken Murphy does a fabulous job with those shows so uh, take the family out and check out the planetarium show uh res halloween is also coming up this weekend so that'll be the 29th and that'll be uh throughout the smsu residence halls from four to seven and we encourage families to check in at common central and we'll get everybody going in the right direction and then one last thing uh oh sorry two last things orchestra concerts sunday october 30th at 4 p.m that'll be over at the uh 
high school at the Schwann Community Center for the Performing Arts. And then coming up on November 5th, it's our University Gala. It's one of our largest fundraising events for scholarships for students at SMSU. And registration is due October 27th for that. And you can do that online at smsufoundation.org backslash gala. And you get to dress up. You do? Yeah. I'm not shaving, though. Well, I got yeah, this you, you no got shave time. November thing going here. Yeah. I'm not shaving that. Well, November hasn't even started. <laughs> <laughs> See, I can't grow one of them super fast, thick beards. So yeah, I'm starting like a week too. early. That's yeah, an idea. Yeah, yeah. Um, we do have to ask you one more question, Natasha. Okay. okay. If you could tell a prospective student and their family why SMSU is the best place for them, what would it be? Well, that's hard to narrow it down to just one. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so, um, being an alumni of the university. It's, it's a great university to be at. Um, the students, or the, excuse me, the staff and faculty are dedicated to seeing you succeed in, in whatever your path may be. So um, it's a great place to get, get your education. It's affordable education. Um, and it's all fun people that work there, right, Bill? Absolutely. <laughs> it may not be a fun topic to discuss financial aid, but you guys certainly made it a lot more fun. Good. Thank you, guys. Uh, appreciate all the information. Bill Molso. I said it much better that time, right? You got it. VP for Government <laughs> Relations, Communications, and Marketing, and Natasha Bow, Financial Aid Director at SMSU. Any uh, final comments before we let you go? No, thank you, Josh. We appreciate it. Well, I guess I will throw out one more. There's just a few more days left. It's free application month at SMSU, so prospective students can apply for admission for free the entire month of October. So come check us out.